Right, on this episode, we're going to talk about media transformation. Uh, we're going to share with you actually details of a white paper, which will give you some really practical steps about how to approach this. And it's related, I think it was a continuation of uh, a lot of the narrative so far this year, which has been marketers taking a lot more control. Um, we laid out in previous episodes an action plan for media, uh, and last week we talked about different types of control. That's right. So we identified there were five states of control from yeah. uh, the far left, which is no control whatsoever, yeah. to some advertisers that have taken complete control of media planning and buying in-house. Yeah. I mean, but I think the thing that interested me most was uh, the middle bit. So the, the consolidation moving into the post-consolidation kind of state, yeah. where the majority of advertisers that we talk to are, are kind of sitting. Yeah. This is those, these are those advertisers that uh, understand that there is a requirement to control their costs, to drive efficiency. But there is equally an importance about driving effectiveness. Yeah. So, you know, concentrating, focusing on uh, strategy, the, the craft of, of strategic thinking that can balance both efficiency and effectiveness exactly. in media. Exactly right. So, you know, we hear lots of people talk about media transformation. There's all, if you go to a conference, there's typically, you know, there'll be a segment about media transformation. We find ourselves talking about media transformation. We thought it would be helpful just to say, well, actually, what is that? Mm. What is media transformation? So in our mind, related to that five-state model, transformation is then what happens after you consolidate your media. So after you've aggregated it into one or two agencies, after you've driven the costs you know, in the way that you want, after you've maybe done a race to the bottom on the costs, when you start looking now for where does the effectiveness come from, where does the performance come from, uh, you have to, that really is the beginning of a media transformation program. Moving from a race to the bottom to a race to the top. Absolutely. It's the roadmap to a race to the top. Yeah. That's what a transformational program is. Exactly. So uh, what we're sharing with you, we've, we've just published a uh, white paper with WALK, if you're familiar with WALK, which is the World Advertising Research Council. Uh, many of you might be members. If you are, you can download this uh, as part of your membership. Um, the reason that we, we wrote the white paper uh, was to help explain this. So what this contains is first off some quite just simple like level setting. So we have you know definitions of, of the terminologies around transformation, uh, where to start. Yeah. So what are the first things you're going to do? We provide a checklist so you can see the milestones you're going to go through. Uh, we have a number of case studies or use cases of transformation programs. Um, and together with Walk, we've put together a further reading list. So mm. it's, it's a very kind of practical uh, guide that's going to help you if you're in that consolidation phase and you want to know kind yeah. of where to go. There are two key themes within this transformational program and these yeah. are really important, yeah. consistent with, with any advertiser I think that wants to embrace a transformational program. The first is around changing conventional thinking internally. Yeah. So moving the narrative away from being overly reliant on your agency partners mm -hmm. to bringing more control internally yeah. and that requires I think a mandate for change. Yeah. So that's about changing the narrative internally. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is addressing structural challenges. When yeah. you be take greater control in-house, in if you like, there needs to be changes within your operating model. Okay? And so uh, you know, focus on making sure that operationally you're uh, effective enough to yeah. take back control yeah. is really important. Good. Um, those are the kind of kickoff points you'll find in the white paper. Uh, we go through kind of nine stages, which are quite simple to follow. Yeah. But all the way from that first upfront, you know, understanding the you know the lay of the land, if you like, within your business, 
but then how you gather together the right people, how you determine the right strategies, mm -hmm. and then how you would look at uh, you know applying the resources to kind of go e edu e execute that yes. uh, at the end. Right, good week four. We have to talk Facebook. We do. Uh, let's just talk about Facebook. There's a lot to talk about yeah. Facebook. Uh, you've probably seen the headlines. Um, we'll recap a little bit kind of what's happened. You know, it's been a really challenging year, really, for Facebook. Yeah. Uh, back in November, we did an episode where we said Facebook has peaked. We looked at kind of six areas where we thought they were really challenged. One of those areas was around data and data yeah. management. We suspected that you know, people had said it's, you know, it's a sophisticated surveillance operation that had risk, that that was going to become a problem for them. Uh, you know, the story that's broke this, broken this last seven days uh, is, as you've probably heard, a whistleblower, you know, admission of a data, uh, a data breach. Uh, an incredibly slow response by the leadership and management. But that's astonishing. They heard about the breach in data in 2015. Yeah. They didn't inform their investors. They didn't inform their team. They certainly didn't inform the customers that had had their data accessed and yeah. harvested. Terrible. Yeah. Um, so, that, so that's kind of triggered suddenly a panicked response. Uh, and, you know, as you probably know, the leadership of Facebook didn't say anything for five days, and now they've only just recently kind of started to make statements which are uh, somewhat helpful, but they're not a full kind of maybe admission or taking full accountability. Uh, there are calls for Mark Zuckerberg, CEO, founder and CEO, personally to now attend hearings yeah. in front of the US Senate and the UK uh, government as well. So there's incredible pressure uh, on them but right as now. But as a marketeer, you must be pulling your hair out, yeah. right? Thinking, not again. The amount of frustration that this must, be, this must be generating. Just when you thought, perhaps, that we were moving on from the whole kind of transparency, lack of trust piece, then another yeah. catastrophic uh, you know, question mark yeah. over the ability of a leading media platform to operate diligently and properly. And you know, as a as a marketeer, you're going to have to caveat and justify Facebook's role on a media plan, not for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, that would be the reason that I would be absolutely hugely frustrated at the moment yeah. with this. Yeah. Uh, and and last week, just last week, we were talking about Google and how you know they had somewhat failed in turning up to questions on the UK government, yeah. the Select Committee. You can look at uh, last week's episode uh, because again, that was another little mini rant from us. You know, you think about Google and Facebook, f like not answering the question, and inc increasingly questions being raised about how they operate uh, as well. This is, as you know, this is regarded as a duopoly. They're called walled gardens. Marketers have wanted access, greater access now, and transparency from them. So this is this is another thing where this is going to break this apart. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we thought we'd just take a second just to think about some implications. Uh, there's a lot of discussion and debate going on, but just about some areas where it might affect media and advertising and maybe as, as a marketer what you might want to start thinking about. Yeah, well I think the first thing is that you know, consumers, customers of Facebook and, 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 and other platforms will be far more aware of the power of their data. Yeah. They will be far more cynical, I think, in the way that perhaps advertisers are looking to engage with them because they'll be paranoid that they're going to look to take this data and use it 
for other for other means. Yeah, but that's quite a good thing, right? So I mean, you know, consume, this is a this is a trigger for consumers generally to understand the trade-off of data that you get Facebook for free and you give away your data. I don't think people really understood how that might be exploited, and so it may change behaviour. Coincides with in the in Europe GDPR regulations, yes, which right. are uh, applying more stringent data management practices. So it comes at a good time, I think, where it's empowering customers yeah. to make decisions. Okay. May not be good for advertisers. It certainly won't be good for yeah. Facebook and similar people. Uh, I think the other the other implication is, or another implication is that the story as this broke last week has been very pol- it's about po- politics. You know, it's about how uh, elections may have been manipulated. It may, it's about how to, you know, social media weaponized as propaganda and all yeah. of that stuff, where it seems to be shifting now the discussion, which is bad for all of us perhaps, is that there, there's likely to be somewhat of a consumer backlash, not against political advertising, but against advertising. Because all this stuff, this data mining, high precision targeting, these aren't political techniques. Mm. These are advertising techniques. Facebook's skill at this stuff and and others uh, has been developed for advertisers. Yeah. But how will that impact on, on advertisers, right? Will they continue to spend on Facebook? I'm sure the trade bodies, ANA, ISBAR here in, in the UK, yep. are going to be asking Facebook some really, really difficult questions on behalf of their members. Yep. Okay? Now, in the way that we saw money being withdrawn from YouTube last year, yep. uh, it'll be interesting to see how advertisers react with their investment levels, with their money on uh, on Facebook. Yeah. So you know where people have come to us for advice in the last seven days and kind of thinking about how they might think about this. Our advice to marketers generally has been, uh, you know, use this as an opportunity. Mm. It sounds a bit maybe a bit callous, but you know, Facebook are vulnerable. Facebook are distracted. You know, they're having to answer to higher powers, to governments. That's right. It's the perfect opportunity to go and press your case with Facebook to get data, uh, greater transparency, to get greater value out of Facebook, you know, renegotiate your terms. All advertisers generally have wanted, uh, you know, to break down the walled gardens, mm-hmm. to be able to allow ver- third party verification of these systems. This is a great time yeah. I mean, to start negotiating because what Facebook don't want is for some high profile advertisers to start walking out the door. Yeah. Bad, those are bad headlines. They're likely to be far more compliant now, yeah. is what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and if advertisers do take the money, where do you think that money will be reinvested? Uh, it's, uh, it's a really good question. So uh, it could, you know, I think automatically in the past it might have shifted to, to Google, Snapchat. I think Oath are likely to benefit as the money kind of trickles maybe down elsewhere if money shifts out. Uh, you know, and we're kind of hearing rumors of marketers considering their position and maybe pulling out. There's been lots of discussion about some traditional media maybe benefiting from this. You know, after the fallout of you know Google's inaction on brand safety or perceived inaction on brand safety, continuing data and measurement challenges of Mm. Facebook, is there the trust in this duopoly that there was before? Perhaps marketers start to rethink about where money should be applied. But I mean, I suppose the big challenge for for Facebook is this a real turning point in the the health of their business, right? As consumers post less, get less involved, as advertisers perhaps invest less money, will Facebook be as valuable and as trusted as a platform as it has been in the past? Yeah, 
this is this is a, this is exactly this is a pivotal moment. Uh, Facebook's users are, you know, as we said in our previous episode, right, about looking at Facebook. Facebook is kind of, you know, they've hit somewhat saturation in developed mm-hmm. markets. Okay, their user base is getting older. Uh, older users will tend to be a little bit more privacy aware. That's the behaviours that they've shown. So, you know, older users of Facebook in their 40s, 50s, 60s and, and beyond will see these kind of headlines and will probably likely to post less, trust Facebook less, yeah. share less, upload less, and that means less data for Facebook, which is what they monetize. Mm-hmm. Facebook have said they're going to apply more stringent rules on data so it can be used less. So we'll think what we're going to see is Facebook being able to offer less to advertisers in terms of access to data on less data, because mm-hmm. I think actually users will share less over time yeah. now. Um, and that is going to potentially diminish the value of Facebook to advertisers, yeah. which in turn, given that it's a 98% advertising funded business, will diminish the value of Facebook. Right, question of the week. Are you planning for media transformation? Yes, no, whatever. Okay, so please leave comments down below. Uh, If you like what we're doing, give us a thumbs up and do subscribe for further updates. But that is your media snack for this week. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Am I I rambling? No, that's good. That's really good. Sorry, you were looking at me and I was like... No, no, I'm just just waiting to kind of pick up. Right, question of the week. Oh no, I need to ask it. What is it? (laughs) What's the question of the week?